All right. All right. All right. All right. Are we ready to start this thing? Yep. Hey, this is Matt LaPointe visiting here with Comic Pop Library uh, in from Los Angeles. Today we were talking about film scoring, mixing, production, um, teaching, and audio tools and software programs. Uh, lots of interesting things. Karate Master Sakaki, the brash 100th degree street fighter. Kensei, the uncanny master of Chinese Kenpo. Shigure, the beautiful and lethal master of weapons. Apachai, the grim reaper of Muay Thai boxing. Akisame, philosopher, jiu-jitsu master. Hayato, the wise elder of unspeakable power. Kenichi, a spineless wimp. He dreams of becoming a great fighter, but his hopes far outweigh his pitiful ability. That is until fate punches him in the throat. Her name is Miyu, the new girl. She's cute, charming, and her martial arts skills are fierce. She's untouchable. Miyu lives with the six masters of Ryozan Paku Dojo, elite warriors who will now take Kanichi as their student, if he can find the motivation to face the toughest trial of his life. It will take courage, strength, discipline. If the training doesn't kill him first, Kenichi just might become the mightiest disciple. Kenichi, the mightiest disciple, part one, coming soon to DVD. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Comic Pop Gets Animated. Brought, mm, son of a bitch. Three, two. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Comic Pop Gets Animated, brought to you by Comic Pop Library. I'm Logan, along with. L- You're Richard. I'm Logan. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Jeez. Shall we just go with it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those days, folks. Yep. Uh, we are looking at Kenichi, the Mightiest Disciples, Season 1, which contains Episodes 1 through 26. It was put out by Funimation in 2011. Yeah, Kenichi is a total wimp. He's always getting picked on and doesn't have a lot of friends to stick up for him. The guy needs motivation if he hopes to graduate in one piece. Well, Miyu's the perfect motivation. She's hot, she accepts him, and she just so happens to live in a dojo with six martial arts masters. You could say fate has led Kenichi to their door, or you could say he was just following the hottie. Either way, he's about to get whipped into serious shape. If he can survive some hardcore training, he might survive another day at school. He might even score with Miyu. Yeah, you could call Kenichi a wimp, but let's go with underdog instead. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a fun show. Yeah. It does have some fan service. Uh, not too much, actually. Not too much. It does have a Back of it, you'd think there'd be a fair amount, but not really. No, well, there is there fan is service, some, though. There's fan service and a lot of sexual innuendos. Mm-hmm. So uh, this Courtesy is of geared Mark. for, you know, 15 and up, 16 and up. You know, it's not geared for the, on the back it says TVPG. So you could, so I would say, you know, I think 16 and up would handle it. If they're lower than that, parents might want to look at it first if they really want to. Yeah. But it's just fun. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> it's one that we saw as a trailer and we were like that just looks hilarious Mm -hmm. and we picked it up and watched it here recently and we have season two but we haven't watched yet but season one oh hilarious yeah the the ending break 
of the season. The last episode did not feel like the ending of the season. So no, and I think season two picks up directly right where that left off. Yeah. So that's how they they just broke it there because it was 26 episodes and that's usually where they yeah. break with their seasons they were getting to where they needed to break so they could actually <laughs> true yeah but as it says kenichi's the bumbling guy doesn't have any strength gets beat up but he has a heart of gold and he wants to protect people yep miyu is a good looking blonde girl well endowed mm-hmm. <laughs> he kind of falls for her they and he he actually is in the karate club at school yeah, he. So it's not like he act like the back of the box says she he followed her home. No, not really. He was in the karate club first. Yeah, and he got beat up and told well he couldn't be in because he got beat up. <laughs> yeah, basically he had somebody actually challenged him for his right to be there. Yep. He did get to be able to beat that with the help of learning how to counter the MU. That's basically what he did. Okay. I, Dodge and counter blows instead of. Yeah, but he them. lost at the karate club, though. Yeah, but that second time he. Yeah, you're getting three? way ahead, though. You're getting yeah. way ahead of the story Sorry. here, dude. <laughs> uh, the trailer that we had in front of this episode kind of went through all of the masters and what they did. Mm-hmm. At Kasami was jujitsu. Apache is Mao Tai. Mao Tai. Mao Tai. Uh, yeah. Sorry, guys. Uh, Kinsey is Chinese Kimpo. Sakaki is Karate. Yep. And Shigeru Shiguri is weapons. weapons. And the Grandmaster, and just so happens to be Miyu's grandfather, Hayoto. And, and they. Oh, yes. Kinsey was. No. The. Kinsei was the one. He was the Chinese Kimpo. He was the old guy with the mustache and the bowler hat, and he liked taking pictures. Yeah, he tried to get (laughs) Kinichi to come with him to spy on Shigure and me in the bath. Did not work out so well. Nope. And I don't think they went to spy on the Grandmaster. (laughs) (laughs) But the Grandmaster is who they found. (laughs) So it's full of fun stuff Mm -hmm. like that. It's just Mm -hmm. slapsticky type stuff. There's also one of the Master's actually runs a bone setters clinic in the back right or that's akisami yeah that does the jujitsu so yes he does that as well uh apache uh he basically just appa, 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 and that's about all he says uh, there's a few he lines here and there but it's mainly just 90 percent of it <laughs> well 80 percent of it yeah. he does explain techniques for a bit before going in the appa. Yeah, and and you mentioned Shiguri and Miyu, the the uh, Kinsey. He likes cameras, and this is where some of the fan service comes in is with Kinsey because he's always trying to take pictures up skirts and down the front, you know, yeah. in the cleavage area, and he's always getting ba- ruined. You know, his plans never come to fruit, or they yeah. find him and knock him silly for trying to do it. Yeah. At least those plans. True. <laughs> his plans actually involving Kenichi as a disciple generally work out better. Yeah, true. And all of the so, masters pretty much just beat Kenichi to death. Yep, sometimes literally. <laughs> yeah, sometimes literally, because they had to bring him back one time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that really needs to learn restraint. And he does try. Yeah, he does try. But they, He's good with kids, too. Which is Yeah, and one of the things is, Kenichi just has a, a heart of gold. Yeah. Pardon me. One of the things is, Kenichi just has a heart of gold, and he wants to protect people. Yeah. And they see this drive. He doesn't give up. You know, no matter how hard he gets pushed down or knocked around by the masters or whomever, he gets back up and wants more. 
He might perform a few strategic withdrawals, but he doesn't, well, he doesn't immediately give up. He doesn't actually give up. He just tries to avoid fighting at all. He'll fight and he'll train to become able to fight. And through their rigorous training, he develops muscle memory. Mm -hmm. And he actually does start fighting towards the middle and through the rest of the series because just muscle memory. He's still kind of a little bit of, he doesn't want to really do this because he thinks he's going to get beat up. But once he actually is in there, he actually has some pretty pretty decent moves and he's stronger than what he thinks he is Yeah, because they've been trying to kill him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's like, I think one of them he's on the, he's hanging by his legs from a bar, the swing bar and uh, the Akami, excuse me. Akisami has a fire burning underneath him and he's got to swing up and then back to avoid the fire from getting burnt. Uh (laughs) And he's like, he's got to do a thousand of these, you know, or, you know, or he's being, he has these blocks of cements that they're just constantly loading more and more and more and more. And then he has to go shopping with those. Yeah. (laughs) Miyu does not take any pity on him. He loads him or she loads him up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's kind of funny. Uh, The first time I think it was actually Akisame that he literally had him just drag him along. Oh yeah. Akisame has him do that all the time though. (laughs) (laughs) Then there's the time he was the boat engine. Boat engine. The time they went to the island. Oh, yeah, I vaguely remember There was that. the fight with it's, the sharks, and Shigure yeah. had her moment to be the teaching him how to swim. Yep, true. So, and there is some decent storytelling in with yeah. this as well. Mm-hmm. It, there are some serious moments. It, it is about fighting, but it's not yeah. like Dragon Ball or Naruto. There is fighting, but it's... Because there's a gang at the school called the Ragnaroks, and they have a even the hierarchy is the eight greatest fists, basically. And they're basically run the neighborhood, run the school. And he beats one of the members early on by copying what you were mentioning with uh, Miyu's little sweep move. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, well, that was with the Karate Club guy. Yeah, and then it and gets, gets known that, oh, yeah. he beat the big guy. And so now he got some mark on him. Yeah, and then they come after him. Right, that's right. And we get to actually meet some of the Ragnarok crew. Yeah, the oh. kicker, thrower, the puncher, and I cannot remember <laughs> what that one guy was. Well, anyway. Takeda, the Puncher, puncher, he's basically you, a boxer. Yukeda, I think, was the thrower. I, I'm not sure you. about that. But those two were friends. And then there was the kid that I have no clue what his he was name was. He was just a young kid. He had a nickname, too, but I can't oh, remember I don't what it remember was. remember either. He's just a young kid. That's good enough. And then Valkyrie the kicker. Yep, she kicked her. Her name was Kasara. Uh-huh. And Natsu was the hermit. He was kind of like a spy master in a sense. Yeah, but he was um, one of the eight deadly fists. So was she. Valkyrie got upgraded to yep. in the course of it, she actually. She did. She did. And then you also have Honoka, which is Kenichi's sister. Yep. And Yuka, which is the, the girl that is in the garden club with Kenichi. Yeah, and where he goes after she, he gets kicked out of Karate Club. Right, and she develops a crush on him. Mm-hmm. There's and, also Nijima, uh, the guy who keeps on spreading rumors. That's the oh. spy master. Oh, Nijima. Okay. Is that he the has, guy? He has Vulcan ears. Yep. <laughs> and he has a fairly good way of dealing with Hermit. He bluffs 
basically cowers before him, bluffs, and then flee before he can realize what's going on. And no, you aren't getting answers from me. True. Admittedly, I don't have those answers anyways, but no, you aren't getting answers from me. Oh, Even yeah. picks up his fallen minion. Mm, true. He, he kind of, he starts out as a nosy, a brash, kind of, I don't know. He's He wants to control the world and he's wanting to use yeah. Kenichi to do it. And have everybody under his thumb, but towards the end, he's even starting to get some characteristics of okay, helping yeah. people because, like you said, he helped out one of the minions followers. that he's gathered. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I was going to mention with Hanaka and Yuka, they do not like Miyu in the situation that Kenichi is in because mm-hmm. he does become a disciple of the Masters. And yep. then later on, it's decided that he is to move into the dojo and with the f- the, all the masters, which since... Miu is the granddaughter of one of them. She's there, too. Nope. Hanako, while she is going, yeah, you came here for Miu, didn't you? She does enjoy the master's company, too. Specifically, right. she Shigure likes and Apichai. Yeah, she likes them because they're guys, but she doesn't like Miu because well, it's a girl. Shigure is a girl, too. <laughs> Uh, but a bit but she out of see that as a threat. Though. Yeah, a bit out of Kenpachi's age. Yeah. so there's not Young any question there. Classmate, but Yuka is, as well is in competition, and so they just hate Miyu. And you know, all the comments are about her breasts, and you're only here because of those and all this. And he's like, yeah, no, 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 no. I actually like her, and, and, and I actually want to learn to fight to protect people. Yeah, he wants to fight, though he can be distracted by the boobs too. That's yeah, that's true. So the, it's just hilarity. I had fun with this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think most people that have watched it in the past that I know have enjoyed it. So it's just pure fun. Uh, they have a situation where Miyu's grandfather's out of town. So Suguri, right? Is it Suguri? Yeah, Suguri. Suguri being the mom. And, and Shikaki is the dad. Yeah. <laughs> they just butcher it because yeah. they're with the principal and another teacher that's coming along and, and apatize <laughs> the great ogre that accidentally freaks the teacher out yep he's, he tries to hide uh, but that teacher sees him every time he goes you know if it's in the latrine she sees him in the latrine if he's in a closet he sees her in the closet if him he's the opening closet. the door for them from above yep. she looks up and sees him but the principal doesn't see him and by the time they he looks around he's Apache's gone. Yeah. So and they're thinking she's nuts. <laughs> given Akisame's <laughs> presence, the principal decides, okay, let's go with this. Because Akisama's also respected scholastically or yeah, philosophically. It's like, yeah, philosophy uh, and literature, stuff like that, it seemed like. So yeah. there there's there's some things that are kind of still left in the background that I don't I don't think they'll really get into much because it's all about Kenichi and Miyu and yeah. fighting the Ragnaroks and him learning the different styles. Whether he'll ever be a master, Not sure, nobody but. ever says because there's like because they always make a comment of that uh, he's you know he's got the will but, but no talent no talent so so I don't know what's going to happen at the end of the second season. We still got to watch it to find out. One thing I will say that I will knock this season one on. I don't know if they do it for season two, but they're be beginnings of each episode oh, yeah. sometimes they have 10 minutes of the previous episode at the beginning of the next episode uh-huh. which i mean it kind of you i would hit fast forward to go through it to get to the and part we didn't the thing is haven't seen in the last few episodes we actually noticed wait these actually are just slightly different from the previous episodes too 
The last two episodes, basically, we saw. No, that was just the last one. They altered it a little bit. They did oh. it from a different person's point of view. That was the last. That was just, nope, it was just the last one. Everything else was the exact same animation, exact same dialogue. Yeah. The last episode, yes, you are correct on. They did go back, but it was from a different person's point of view. Nope. Something mm. interesting about the endings. The first ending they had for the first four or five episodes, I'm not sure, was literally basically a collage of fan art, it looked like. It looked like fan art, but I would it assume it's been probably professional. Art too, Who knows? Whichever. Who knows? I'm not sure. But yeah, that's what it looked like. Yeah. After that first time, I was kind of hoping that it was literally just like Fruits Basket and a few other manga had a right. panel of fa- right. or two of fan art in the back. Right. I was going, kind of hoping they actually just picked up some fan art of the manga, then stuck it on the, the ending. Th- ending along with the music but who knows they uh, might have uh, you never know what a company will do that might yep. have been oh and the second ending they had was muse daily life which was done in a moderately similar way to black butler did the butler's daily life as well in their i think endings. right but after watching a couple of them i think they were pretty much the same scenes yeah they didn't change them after each ending it was pretty much the same one yeah it was the same so, scenes, but yeah but it was the first couple of times if you story thing right there was a little bit of story so if the ending you want to watch that the first time because it's a little humorous it's kind yeah. of fun to watch that as well they just had little synopsis there's no dialogue or anything it's just uh word balloons and moving art i think what it was in yep. it was that okay pretty much and there was a third ending that was the last episode again i think which was the slot machine ending too but yeah yeah. i think that's because it was the last episode yeah last episode going into season two so Uh i'm not sure why they changed it up maybe it's just they wanted to because that the japanese anime will do that they uh, they'll after so many episodes they'll change the ending yep and they'll change the opening and you'll have multiple endings and openings which (laughs) for the shows kind of nice too and with new music it's not just new animation or whatnot it's new music as well so you get more what i would say j-pop j-rock that you get to be exposed to by doing that so that's kind of cool i kind of like how they do that so and kenichi is no different he does the same thing but yeah the biggest knock is those overlays of previous episodes yeah previous episode stuff they i was fast forwarding through that thing is like well we're getting through this episode pretty fast because 10 15 minutes of it is old stuff and it might not be 15 but i'm pretty sure it's close between five and ten minutes some of them some of them weren't so long if it was a new story arc it didn't have that Mm -hmm. but usually the new story arc i think there was only like two or three story arcs in this Mm-hmm. where they started fresh so so yeah that's a knock on it that i have to mention sorry guys i enjoyed it to death but that particular part that was not enjoyable yeah. and hopefully and the season two will be different but sometimes i kind of doubt it yeah. <laughs> and part of the reason they didn't have much new story arcs is most of the story arcs kind of overlapped basically uh, he beat right, the they did guy and as a consequence of it these guys noticed him and then he beat those guys actually recruited the yeah, boxer of they ragnarok. were new story arcs yeah. the overarching one was ragnarok mm-hmm. ragnarok was trying to recruit him to become part of the gang or they would beat him down yeah that was the overarching story arc but within 
there was like two or three individual story arcs uh-huh. where they would start a new story. Like you said, he'd have to fight a new group or a new person. or mm-hmm. And like you said, one of them was with, uh, like you said, I don't remember who the grabber was, but Takata was the puncher, but it was boxing. Yeah. They basically, after they fought him and everything, they kind of reverted back to, especially Takata early off, went back to being a boxer. He wanted to do well, this. And he had Akasami, to get his arm fixed first. Right, Akasami which, helped him out getting his arm fixed. I went back to boxing in high school or well, actually, I'm pretty sure he was just getting his use of the arm. School. Was he in high school? Or was I'm he not sure because originally I thought, okay, this guy's actually a graduate or That's something because it seems like he was a professional boxer. But after he turned into Kenichi's side, it almost seemed like he was a high school. He was school at the high school too, so I'm, I'm though not that sure might what's have just there. been go- getting into contact with Kenichi. Yeah, it's so. possible. So he might be a little bit older uh, graduate. Because yeah. that f- that feels like what it is, mm-hmm. but then the grabber he didn't actually turn until later on. He yeah. kind of stayed with the Ragnaroks for a while, and then they had the big to do with Takata getting beat down by the Ragnaroks because he left. And yeah. as like any gang, you're not supposed to leave a gang, and, and that's when the grabber kind of turned yeah. and helped him as well. Because while he did comment that Takeda wasn't ever really that much of a actual gang member or not really that villainous or whatever mm-hmm. he also liked Takeda as, oh, yeah. as a friend good friend yeah. they were friends they ended up the relationship grew between them because they were so they were linked together through the Ragnarok gang for so mm-hmm. long and they grew to respect each other yep so uh, what do you think any more I feel like we should mention some more of Valkyrie and Nijima but yeah Nijima who's yeah. Nijima you forgot him again? Vulcanaires, oh. spy master of Kenichi. Oh. Though not really helping Kenichi most of the time. Well, he does well, some of the time, though. Then start it off. Who do you want to talk about? Start it off. Uh, now I'll go. Nijima. Nijima almost seemed to be one of Kenichi's bullies at first. and probably was, but It, it kind of was. Yeah, you're right. He was a bully at first. Pretty much as soon as he actually started getting in skill, he was, okay, let's you and me team up. <laughs> and rule the world and i'm going to get you into fights oh yes <laughs> like actually lying about what you said it does get him pissed off at him but <laughs> hey, i'm also going to start a gang and you are in my name <laughs> yeah. uh, it's weird yeah it's his enemy becomes his friend frenemy i guess friend literally. of sorts because <laughs> yeah and it, and his characteristics, like I said, we already mentioned his long Vulcan ears, but he also has a long pointy nose as well. Yeah. So, yeah, he's he's a troublemaker. He's a shyster, I guess you would call him back in the day. Tries to convince you to do stuff. And like I said, behind your back, manipulating and trying to do yeah. things and getting Kenichi in trouble most of the time. <laughs> like you yep. said. He does help out every <laughs> once in a while, too, though. Eh, every once in a while, true. The Valkyrie Kisara, she's the one that really gets to... Rivalry with uh, Can, Mew. Mew, yeah, she, she, uh, Kenichi as well, because she, she basically gets pissed at Kenichi. That's all there is to it, because she, when she was growing, not like being uh, looked down upon or held back against because she's a girl. Which right. Kenichi will not actually hit girls. She, right. He'll train with Mew using grabs, also partially because he knows he will not hit her. Well, and, and that's part of Kenichi's code in essence. He does not want to fight a female. If any yeah. anybody doesn't matter who it is, he doesn't want to fight her. He'll train with them, yes, but fighting, no. 
And Kisara, when she was growing up, she like you said, you know, everybody was uh, a guy that she competed against went behind her back and says, "Well, I I let up because she was a girl." And yeah. that, even though it wasn't true, he was just yeah, saying that to his friends to look good. She yeah, got she was already cooking most of them down right in training and training. And she basically took that, and it became an inner turmoil for her. And now yeah. she has a cree that you know, if a guy refuses to fight her, oh, that pisses her off even more. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, she she has it in for me, you, but Kenichi even at the end because he wouldn't fight her. Yep. So he spent a good most of which play was it, Romeo and Juliet, or yeah, yeah. Romeo and Juliet, I believe. He spins about the length of the play Romeo and Juliet being her punching bag. Basically. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. And, but, and he always saves the day to some degree. Uh-huh. He, like I said, he his Sometimes, training gives him muscle memory so he yeah. could defeat the guys. Or it's like in this case, he was being a punching bag so they couldn't get to the play to disrupt the play. Because he was yeah. wanting me to be able to do the play without Though, interference. In a few of the fights... Generally, more early on, it's actually Muse, the one facing the generals, while he goes against the minions. Lesser ones. True. Also, the first big actual Kisara fight, too. Yeah. And the last one we want to mention for sure is Natsu. He's the hermit. And to a degree, I consider him a spy master, too, because he infiltrates the high school, basically. And basically, he's the popular kid, He mm -hmm. and he manipulates stuff behind the scenes, too, with the Romeo and Juliet play and stuff. And his storyline is basically left as a cliffhanger, which leads directly into season two. Mm -hmm. So... That is not resolved at the end of season one. Yeah, you have, have to pick up season two to finish it up. Three or four episodes with a minute. All right. But it but it is revealed that he's Hermit. He's Hermit <laughs> and he's one of the eight greatest fists and Kenichi knows this and that's kinda of much where they leave off. Yep. So it's left off at a little bit of a cliffhanger. What's gonna happen? And so that's that looks like fun. And I think it'll I think season two, I'm hoping it's gonna be just as fun. Uh, hopefully it won't be have some of the downfalls of the first season with the long openings again with repeat animation from the previous episode but i uh, yeah I probably have a feeling it probably will but it was good show anyway so <laughs> yeah it was it was fun it was enjoyable we laughed quite a bit at different points of it it was really good uh we're gonna jump into some tweets now <laughs> Uh, we have one from Judge Roughneck that is a group that kind of sings island music. And they just want to say thank you so much for the mention on Comic Pop Library's website. So we want to say thank you to them. We spotlighted one of their musics. Excuse me. We spotlighted one of their singles. And they would just want to say thank you. And we say thank you back for letting us enjoy your music. And then we had a little bit of a surprise on Twitter from DC McCannon. Uh, we did an interview with them a while back with their pre-pub for their new Charlie Sullivan book. And he actually took a picture of the screen through Skype and it has myself and Jonathan in there. Logan always hides behind the camera so he doesn't get a picture yep. taken of him. It's over my shoulder. Yeah. can't do much about that. Well, I could sit in a different chair, but <laughs> why? <laughs> oh, well. But he just mentioned on the air with Comic Pop Library and Michael McGannon, who's co-author of the books, Charlie Sullivan's, and chatting books and whatever other trouble we can get into with Comic Pop Library. So, yeah, it, it's, and he says, good times with good peeps. So, 
Yeah. It was a fun visit. Uh, see, uh, Michael comes back. Always a fun visit with, and so it, and it is DC and Michael. We enjoy them and their family. It, it's just a blast visiting with them each time we see them, whether it's through Skype or in person. It, it's really fun. Mm-hmm. So thank you for doing that, DC. That was kind of a surprise that we weren't expecting, but that was kind of cool. Kind of cool. Thank you very much. Uh, to get back to Kenichi, the Mightiest Disciple. Like I said, this is from Funimation. It was released in 2011. Uh, so you can go back and find that. And uh, this is one, probably if you're a smaller library, you might want to look at it first. Uh, you know, if you have a budget that you're concerned with. Because like we said, it is probably more geared for 15, definitely 16 and up because of the fan service and because of this little bit of sexual innuendo that's in there. Uh, so, and nope. The back makes it sound like there's more than there really is, but there is some in there. There's so. probably more than what you think in there, too. I think you're I think you're going to one extreme and the back's going to another extreme, and probably the marriage in the middle is the best. <laughs> so oh, just be aware. Kenichi's dad. We never mentioned him and his two shotguns. That's that ah. Uh, oh well. Kenichi has Kenichi's dad has two shotguns. He's named both of them. <laughs> there you go. We mentioned his dad. Yeah, there he, you go. He's always wanting to go out and prove himself a man, and his wife always pulls him back down. So he says, no, you're not that type of person, honey. And he puts his shotguns back up. <laughs> or gets knocked out. True. <laughs> True. But this is one, like I said, 16 and up, 15, maybe pushing it. If you're younger than that, parents might want to kind of consider what they're doing. Libraries might want to want, you know, if it's a small library, might take that in consideration. Medium, especially a large library that has a nice budget. If you don't already have this in there, because Kenichi is considered one of the classics. Now, that's kind of weird to say. 2011 is now a classic. But the series actually aired back in... 2007 i believe back in japan is when it first came out or 2006 is when it actually aired in japan so it it is a little over a decade so it's kind of considered a classic uh it's one that you could slip into your animation collection it's a fun humorous one that i think will be checked out and enjoyed uh so give it a shot uh, private collections if you're into japanese anime go for it go for it you'll have fun yeah <laughs> it's just a hilarious romp so but that's kenichi the mightiest disciple we've been having fun discussing it hopefully everybody out there has been having fun listening to us discuss it we'll see everybody on the flip side bye now bye
Thank you for listening to Comic Pop Library. We welcome your comments and suggestions by emailing us at admin at comicpoplibrary.com. All emails submitted become the property of Comic Pop Library and are subject for use in our show. We would also appreciate it if you would spread the word about Comic Pop Library by posting about us on Twitter, Facebook, or just tell someone about us. This podcast is not endorsed by any publisher, distributor, or studio, and it is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. The views and comments of the show hosts are their own and are not reflective of any business, entity, or organization associated with ComicPopLibrary.com.